So what's up? Ah, uh, you know, the the, the huge. It's Oscar night. Very excited to ignore that. Um. Well, actually, the, 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 this episode comes out about uh, 12, twelve hours after the Oscars ended. So, uh, a- Andy, what do you think of the big picture of the big uh, best picture winner? I'm I'm really glad that Boss Baby uh, swept the whole show. Congratulations to three billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. That movie that all my friends seem to hate, but got nominated for everything. I don't know anything about. That I don't either. I, like the, the, at a very base level, what I know about that movie is that like. Like a lot of like liberal check marks love it, and like anyone beyond anyone more left than that like hates it. Um, yeah, I've seen that. There's a lot of like poor characterization, specifically to like a lot of the treatment of the daughter is bad. Um, hmm. that's the mo- the critiques that I've seen that seem to have the most like backing behind. It's got them. that. It's got that actress that I really love. The um, oh, what the fuck was her Frances name? Frances McDormand. She, Frances McDormand. Yeah, I love. She's Frances incredible. McDormand. I, She's yeah. fucking incredible. I've only ever seen her in Fargo, but that's, like, the absolute best acting that anyone has ever done in a movie. Well, like, she's, like, the collaborator with the Coens because she's married to one of them, I believe. That makes sense. Yeah, she's in so much of their stuff, and she kills it in all of them. Was Did the Coens do um, Brothers Bloom? No. Was that them? No, that was, I think, Ryan Johnson. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. I just, anytime Adrian Brody is in a movie and it's somewhat quirky, I just write it off as a Coen's. It, that movie was trying to be a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> like, let's not, let's not pretend. It was trying to be like a Coen's meets, um, fucking what's his name? The really twee guy everyone likes. Uh, oh, uh, second best Marigold Hotel Wes or Anderson. Whatever? That guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a certain genre to his movies. Yeah, Adrian Brody, I'm looking now, literally got that the script for Brothers Bloom while on a Wes Anderson film, so, you know. <laughs> uh, Predators is my favorite Wes Anderson film. <laughs> Fuck off. That movie's good. That movie's okay. That movie's fine. That movie is passable. That's about the best I can say about it. You know, Paul Wes Anderson. I don't get that. Paul one. W. S. Anderson. Didn't he direct that or am I thinking of someone else? Paul W. Because he did Predator. He, he did Alien vs. Predator. That's what I'm thinking of. He might have also done Predators. Um I'm not seeing it on his discography. He is doing the Monster Hunter. No, but movie. he did he did do Death Race. Yeah, and all the fucking really crazy like really stupid um Resident Evil movies that are just like Oh, with Milia Jovovich? Yeah, his his fucking oh my God, his wife. Those, those movies are just like fetish play for those two. Oh my God, that's right, they're married. Yeah, um, he's doing he's directing a Monster Hunter movie. Oh, I know. You excited for that? You ready to I'm, see them fight? A, you ready to see them fight giant Jagras? Honestly, kinda. A little. Hey, bit. hey, because hey, I've Mila seen Jovovich, the we have to, Mila Jovovich, we have to go fight the the Angel Eighth. Oh my god, is she, I hope she's in that. God, is she in that? I really hope she's in that. We can't, I can't get too excited about the bad Monster Hunter movie. No, but she is in Hellboy, the remake. You've been you've been playing Monster Hunter yet? Uh, I was really deep into it, and I've sort of fell out. Um, if I'm being fully honest, I got to high rank, and it just became a thing, like... Yeah. Where it was, like, a, a bit too grindy for me. But I still like yeah. it. 
Yeah, no, I'm 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 working my way through it really slowly. I just I ju- I'm st- I'm about to hit Hunter rank five or whatever it's okay. called. So I'm like I'm really not that far up ahead. Yeah, yeah. You've got like. I just fought the big shit swamp monster. Oh yeah, the fish thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that fight was a nuisance just because I you move so slow in the water. That one's a pain in the for my tip for that one would be look out for the there's bugs on trees that if you aim your slinger at you can hit circle and swing on. Um, oh, that's sick as shit! It's really, Damn it, it's I wish really I'd known dope. that. Yeah, and there's a few Fuck. around where that thing hangs out. Yeah, that that um, made that I, way easier. Every time I, every time I, like Monster Hunter is something that like I have a ton of fun playing, but I can something always comes up before I can actually finish. Like before I can actually like I'm okay. I'm gonna sit down for a couple hours, mm-hmm. do some hunts, and just have a great time. And then like I'll get like a hunt done. I'm like yeah, and then like someone will text me and be like, hey, you ready to record a podcast that you you said we were gonna record tomorrow, but you did you said you were actually gonna record today. So let's go do that. And I'm like, well, okay, let's let's go do that. And like, just things keep coming up every time I want to actually get deep dick into it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I like. It's one of those things where it's like, um, it's so fun to play, but it's the most fucking time-consuming thing in the world. It really is. Um. I got, I've gotten a little bit spoiled by my Switch, which is, like, literally, like, pick up, play it, lock the screen, pick it up from exactly where you left off, play it some more. Yeah, it's... Oh, man, Monster Hunter on that, imagine. Oh, man, it would never work. It, it, it wouldn't have the same... No. It would like, It would run like shit, or it would look like shit. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That'd be a... That would be a doozy. Like the thing just like explodes. The thing just like melts in your hands. Yeah, it just it just overheats so much. That like you you turn you turn it on and it just like goes like full Raiders of the Lost Ark on your ass. <laughs> I would play that though. I'd like just like to hop on the train and just like do a fight in Anjanath. That's why I'm kind of excited for that Dark Souls remake. I think that could be a solid train game. Yeah, I don't know. not to not not to get too deep into to game fucks, but um, this is this is the this is game fucks our, our video game podcast within fear baiting, um, but uh, we still haven't found out what that from software title is yet, have we? No, I'm I I'm one of the conspiracy theorists who really wants it to be a Tenchu game, but I know it's a Bloodborne game. I don't think it's Bloodborne, honestly. Ah. I don't know. I think I could. I can really see it being Bloodborne. I mean, I would love it to be Bloodborne, but I don't know that I... I mean, especially since um, Miyazaki said he's not working on those series True. anymore. Which, like... Man, I a B-team Bloodborne... I mean, it would still be Bloodborne, which would be great, but like... I mean, the thing is, like, you gotta remember that Miyazaki's not the only person involved. Right, in no, I get that. But, like, you can definitely kind of see the differences in between, like, when Miyazaki was on the... I, I don't yeah. know, like, what the what the rest of the staff composition was on Dark Souls 2 versus 1, For 3, sure. and, Soul, and, uh, and Demon Souls and Bloodborne. But, like, Dark Souls 2 is a, still a fine game, competently put together, but there's something... It's missing, you know, some... I, I really try not to get into auteur theory, because it's not really... A thing I don't I don't like it, um, but like there is definitely some there is definitely some Miyazaki stank that is missing from Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Um. The only auteur theory the only the only auteur theory I actually get behind that like actually makes sense is um, Hideki Kamiya. Every single one of his games you can pick out of a lineup like no one's business. See, I don't know because some people like the thing with that is that like 
for the, I, I will say true, but like also he has a style that's been aped so much. He's kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I suppose that's fair. That yeah, like the yeah, that's 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 very fair. Like some of the best for, uh, games from that studio, people think were uh, directed by him when they weren't. Like Revengeance, like what? Had nothing to do with him. He, pro- I think he. Yeah, produced Revengeance it. does feel like a Kamiya um, joint. That is true. What else? Because um, they had a. The, the guy who directed Revengeance has done some other stuff, too. Um, That's, uh, that would be uh, Kenji Saito. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did Revengeance, and I think he also worked on some other, like, less successful stuff, like um, Star Fox and the Transformers yeah. game that actually turned out to be pretty alright. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm just looking at something really fucked up. I'm looking at Hideki Kamiya's um, wiki page. Um, he had a part in Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations. That's not shocking. He was the Japanese voice actor for Godot. That's fucking very good. <laughs> that's the only thing he did. He did not, like, produce or direct or anything. Oh, that's per- that's perfect, though. Like... Oh, my God. Oh, man. I... <sighs> Kamiya, please bring Beautiful Joe back. Please. I mean, that's probably not in his hands. No, but... God, please. I mean, who has that right... Who has that license anymore? Capcom, right? I, yeah, I guess so. God, I would... I would give anything for a new Beautiful Joe game. <laughs> God, please, just... I've been good. Just do this one song for me. Have there ever been any, like, re-releases of Beautiful Joe or anything? Probably somewhere. I I don't think I've seen any, because, like... It... I own a bootleg of the Beautiful Joe uh, anime on DVD. That's not great. It's not. It's a bad show. Yeah, that that never got a re-release. I guess, the cl- I guess no one's really clamoring for it, but god, I would fucking kill for it. Yeah. Let me play Beautiful Joe on my Switch, please. For real, put that out on, um, or at the very least, put that on, like, PlayStation Network. Oh my god, yes, yes! Oh my god, and bring, bring back the, bring the trilogy, just leave Red Hot Rumble out of it, because no one fucking played Double Trouble. Myself included. Yeah. Did you, I, I, I sometimes forget that Double Trouble even existed. I, I rented it once. I'll be How honest, was it? I, I don't remember. I only really played the, through the first one. I mean, that's the best one. The second one had some shitty, had a lot of shitty writing in it. Not very funny jokes. Yeah. I should go back to that first one. Oh, absolutely worth it. Yeah. I also want to play Wonderful One on One. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was only that was a Wii U exclusive, right? So that's probably gonna get a Switch port sometime soon. Maybe it depends because there's a lot of drawing on the Wii U gamepad, and I think they're trying to get away from that for the Switch. Yeah. Point. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so we've done 10 minutes of video game chat. You want to get into the podcast? Yeah, let's talk about movies. Okay.
Welcome to Fear Bidding, everyone. It's your number one... It's your number one, um... Andy, got anything? Your number one, um... Phallic imagery and hairs and coffins podcast. Those are things that happen in the movie. Sure. <laughs> that, that's the best we can. That's the best we can. This week. it's hard because it's a slow movie. Like there's like all the bonkers shit we could say would like ruin the ending immediately. But like. I mean, we're gonna ruin the ending eventually, but this is the point where people might be like, hmm, maybe I welcome, watch that. "Hey, welcome back to your, welcome back to the number one uh, drug and music festival in the desert." Welcome back to Burning Man. Exactly, that's the joke. Yeah, welcome back. We're about to do some acid and then jump in a pile of dust. It's just dust. I'm about I'm about to put some peyote straight into my ass. I'm gonna inject some Tylenol into my eyelids. That's the hot new surgery. Yeah. Um, we've got Andy back, this time with an actually good movie, because we watched the fucking lock-in last time with them. Yeah, I, I was very adamant. I literally, I messaged you, Lulu, I was like, we need we need to watch something good. I've yeah. seen too many oh, bad I'm, movies. I'm Lulu, by the way. Um, I'm Lulu, by the way, and this is Andy. But, um, Hello. yeah, so we watched the lock-in last time, and you, like, I feel like when we were, like, trying to pick out Schlocktober stuff back in, like, July, you were like, hey, fuckers, we're watching this shit. Hey, uh, guess what? Got one for you next what? year, too. Oh, God, already? Man, it's March, dog. I found a very good Dracula film. Oh, it, you, you know so what? Ma- is it people Bla- may is it Blackula? have no. People may have heard of this just from a. It, it, there was a clip of it in a tweet. It's called George Anton's Dracula. It's free on YouTube. It's. I could not tell you a salient plot point about that movie, and I've watched it twice. <laughs> Oh man, we we should just do like an all Dracula uh, Schlocktober because we do like oh, Billy God. the Kid versus Dracula. Um, I don't know, Blackula is that a bad movie? I have no idea. Um, yeah, <laughs> we could just do a re- we could just do a count a review of Count Chocula. I, I I don't watch a lot of black exploitation movies out of my fear of seeming like a Quentin Tarantino person. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want people to think I'm I'm that weirdo. I just I mostly yeah. am just like. And I'll I'll watch like I'll I'll read like historical stuff about this instead. The Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite is very fucking the... funny. Black Dynamite. I sell drugs to the community. Well, that movie rules because it's like a. Did you see he's doing a new movie? Actually, he's doing a, ca- a western. Yeah. A new. Wait, I thought that was a sequel to Black Dynamite. I don't know if it's a sequel to Black Dynamite, but um, it is a Michael Jai White like comedy black exploitation like parody. Fuck yes. Jo- Outlaw Johnny Black. The Black Dynamite Saga continues, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. Michael Jai White rules. Um, He's so fun. Anyway. Uh, Andy, did we have you talk about your history with horror movies last time I you were th- I, I genuinely don't I remember. I think I might have mentioned it. Um, yeah, I've been... Uh, if for, I'll give the, the footnotes just in case, but I'm pretty sure we mentioned it. Um, horror wasn't really a thing I got into until, like, late high school. Um mostly started getting into it through video games like Fatal Frame and stuff, so I'm really drawn to like ghost stories and like weird supernatural stuff. Um, a lot of like occultism, which we'll get into with this. Um, it's kind of like my favorite style when it comes to like horror vibes. Um, but yeah, ever since then it's mostly been like 
it's been one of my favorite genres. Um, I literally named my other podcast Emoji Drome. Hey, after uh, <laughs> after a David Cronenberg movie, which you guys yeah. This, when Blair's back, is that, the, is that the is that the one with the chest pussy? Uh, yes. It's the one with the chest pussy and the one where he tries to fuck the TV. And no, I'm not talking about it anymore because I want to do an episode of that with you, you guys. Because Blair yes. hasn't seen that movie, and I don't think you have oh either. Oh my god. I am so excited for Blair to get back, because as much as I love having all these guests on, it is a nightmare trying to coordinate everything. I can imagine. Um, especially, like, guests like me who are always fucking busy, and I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You are totally fine. Alright. No, no, surprisingly, we have had, like, no, we have had, like, no major hiccups. That's of, good. Like, uh, over like two months of doing this, like by over two months of running this show solo, like I've had no hiccups. That's I mean, I miss Blair. I miss Blair like fucking hell. I can imagine, like you know, uh, my partner in crime. When will Blair come back from the war? Two months. Hey, there we go. Not that long. Yep. Good luck with the really war close, at school. Really close to our uh, our our two year anniversary. Just just shy of. Oh well, perfect. Then they'll be around for that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look and see exactly when that two year anniversary is, so I can get so everyone can get ready, get hyped, and do that. God, we've been doing this podcast for two fucking years, really. We really have. I mean, you know, we started this podcast on May fourteenth, twenty sixteen. I'm doing an early polite applause. Thank you, thank you. That's that's like dedication that you guys have kept us going so long. Yeah, we've only and we only skipped like. We skipped two weeks at the start, and then the only we only skipped like one or two other weeks entirely because uh, we lost audio. Ooh, yeah. I mean, for a podcast, that's kind of important. Yeah, yeah. The, the audio is a little bit of a necessity. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. You know. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk a little bit about the Oscars tonight, because get, when's the last time a horror movie was nominated for Best Picture? Uh, I mean, tech, like, isn't, aren't two? I mean, it depends on how you classify Shape of Water, but... I, I still haven't seen it. Don't, don't yell at me. I won't yell at you, but that movie's very good. I know, I'm dying to see it, Um, but, but yeah, I think, oh, yeah, I can't um, remember the last time a horror film actually got, like... Oh. It sucks because Get Out absolutely deserves to win it, or Shape of Water, maybe. I, It's a tough call, um, but you know it's going to go to something like The Post. Yeah, The Post or Dunkirk. Or Billboards. Um, actually, you know what I think? I think this year's La La Land is going to be Phantom Thread, which I haven't seen. Um, but I've heard people being like, oh yeah, Phantom Thread. It stars Daniel Day-Lewis, so like... I don't know... I mean, I guess that's good. I thought I thought Daniel Day Lewis retired. I did too. Huh. Um. So you know. But, but yeah. So get so get out nominated. Absolutely deserves the win for sure. Um. I think. I like it. Definitely deserves the win. I know that the I, I always go into the Oscars very pessimistic. Uh, yes. But I'm hoping for at least a nod to peel through the Best Director award because. He does incredible work in that movie. Yeah, I'm really um, excited for Peel's next film. Yeah, like he's gonna be uh, like you, like we talk a lot about like I I think I said this when it came out. We talk a lot about people like um like classic horror filmmakers like 
I don't know, off the top of my, we were talking about Cronenberg earlier, but like Carpenter, there's people who have like, like and I don't know if he's going to stick with just horror, but there are like filmmakers who sort of nail that and could define like, like the visual they're, they're language on, like, of that of an era. And I think, yeah, exactly. I think he could do that. Like, like there's like, there, there hasn't really been one of those lately. Like we've had like, you know, that you, we don't really have any Cravens or Carpenters I mean, in the world that, that often anymore. The, the, I mean, I know Carpenter's still around, but I mean, yeah, but he, he, he doesn't, he's retired. He's, he's no longer 69, nice years old. Oh, he's 70. Now. No longer the Joseph Joestar age. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, Peel could, like, and I mean, like, it doesn't, even if he doesn't exclusively direct horror, like, Carpenter didn't either. Yeah, for like, sure. Carpenter directed, I don't, Carpenter did They Live, correct? They Live, yeah, he did, he's done a lot of, he did Assault on Precinct 13, which is more of an action movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, for sure, for sure, I'm just, like, depending on what he wants to do, unless he wants, unless, like, he, because the thing is with big studios now, like, if you get tangled up in that the stuff you're going to do is going to change, right? Yeah. Um, so it kind of depends on how much creative freedom he's allowed, but he, he gets, like, the way to visually tell a story really well, and, like, he has a, such a style for it all. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to see what what yeah. he does next. That's definitely a director to watch. Oh, I mean, if you saw Get Out, you know that. Like, there's a lot, like, yeah. um... And if you didn't see Get Out, like, fucking fix that, idiot. Yeah, I, I, I think that... I would for sure say the two movies you need to watch if you're at all interested in the Oscars would be uh, Shape of Water and Get Out, to, so you can get really I've mad. Heard, I've also heard Lady Bird is Oh, Lady Bird, too. I need to see Lady Bird. I haven't seen Lady yeah, Bird. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about Lady Bird, honestly. I genuinely don't um, think about what's going on in that movie. My girlfriend's seen it, and she, like fucking loved it and uh, like mm-hmm. said it was really really good so i want to check it out um i also really want to check out that new denzel washington movie roman j israel uh esquire because i love denzel washington and also it looks it, it looks weird and interesting uh-huh he's like a defense lawyer um sure i'll yeah. I buy that my, my favorite thing that came from that was when people were sending pic because um w Kamabel is this really good comedian for those unfamiliar um he has a i think it's a podcast about denzel washington um and people sent him pictures of denzel on the set of that movie because he grew his hair out and he was wearing clothes that made him look like uh like w kamel bell and people were just like hey and he was like you can't do this to me yeah (laughs) it was really good um do we want to talk about the movie we actually watched yeah, so let's. We watched the nineteen. Is it seventy three? Uh, yes, nineteen seventy three. Uh, British film. The by uh, directed by Robin Hardy and written by Anthony Schaffer. Yes, The Wicker Man. Yes, classic film. Um, and I'm going to give you one reference. We both get one reference to the 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 two thousand six remake. Okay. You get one. Okay. For the entirety of this podcast. Alright, I'm going to keep that one in the chamber right now, then. Make sure you save it for a good moment. I'm going to wait. It's either going to be me doing it for something super fucking boring and being like, oh, well, in the original, in the remake, this didn't happen. Or it's going to be something where I'm just like, hey, remember this? Remember? I can't do it now because it'll be, it'll be, it'll take my use. But trust me, I've got one ready. I've got one ready. Okay, you got got one in the chamber. So, Waker Man, we got, uh... What's the cops? I genuinely have, I have such a bad time with uh, my brain is so uh, bad. Sergeant Howie, played by uh, Sergeant Howie, Edward yes. Woodward. 
Um, you know, for a long time, I thought that Edward Woodward was just... I Like, I don't know why this came up in my head, but, like... You know how, like, in... You know how, like, in math, there's, like, an X on both sides of the of the equal sign? You can do, like, oh, just cancel out the X's? Kind of, yeah. In my head, it was just like, okay, so Edward equals Woodward. You cancel out the words, you got Edward. Okay, so this is the same guy as Edward. Oh, my God. I Don't do that to him. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I know! I just... <laughs> when he died, that was the thought in my head. Oh. Oh. I was a little baby when he died. I don't know anything about movies. Um. So yeah, the 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 original Wicker Man is kind of like it's weird to me because it used to be before that remake. It was such a cultural thing. Like it was known about. I feel like in way the way that like at least in cinema circles it was known about. At least by people who liked movies. Like oh, this is a well known, very celebrated horror film. From the UK, which, like, doesn't have, like, huge horror films, you know? Yeah, was The Exorcist UK? I don't... I can't say uh, if I know or not, to be honest. I can check, though. Um, mm, okay. No, The Exorcist was an American uh, novel originally, so it's, it's got its roots oh, okay. in America. Um... So, cop, Mr. Officer Howie goes to this island of, uh, what's the island called? Uh, Summer Isle. He goes... Summer Isle, yeah. yes. Uh, Who, which, is, which is run by Lord Summer Isle, and he's on a missing persons case. Yeah, there's so this girl Rowan's gone missing. Um, yep. He received an anonymous letter about it, too. Uh, it's kind of an important thing to remember. Like, because he goes talk, he talks to her mom, like, almost immediately, and she's like, I don't know who the... What, what are you talking about? This kid's not real. I've got a kid. Look over here. <laughs> And, like, everyone is just basically talking about how this kid doesn't exist and he's talking out of his ass. Yeah, and then he finds her name in a school ledger. He finds her name in a school ledger. He goes to a school where they're teaching about... Were they te- was this when they were teaching about dicks? The Maypole. The Maypole, Yes, yeah. they were teaching about the Maypole. The image of the penis. The Maypole, the maypole. phallic imagery, and they make fun of a girl for not remembering that it's a pee-pee. Oh, man. God, to be young again. This whole movie is basically predicated on the fact that um, this cop is the most straight-edge man in the world, and this island is the opposite. Where he's, like, super uptight, and, like, he doesn't drink, he's a virgin, he's very religious, um, he's, and he, like, super doesn't, um, like, agree with anything going on on this island, because this island is literally Burning Man. Like, in a lot, in a lot of ways. Um, but, like... They're just people like fucking, fucking in front of him, and like uh, Do, dancing naked around a fire. And he's like, well, "They're naked." And the the Sir Sir Summer Lord Summerisle is like, "But of course they can't dance. They they if they dance with the clothes on, they'll catch fire." Oh God, Christopher Lee as Lord Summerisle is incredible in this. He is so condescending and rude oh. to the cop, but in this super polite way. It's the what a good best. actor. What a good actor. It, this, this, God, my chair is so fucking loud. I don't worry. This is for sure, like, one of my favorite performances by him. Um, just because it is, like... I don't know, he has a very commanding presence, and you immediately know that he is, like, kind of in charge of everything. Just even, like, even without knowing his name, like, even without knowing that he owns the island, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, this is the guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. His, his hair just kind of, like, doing all that. His hair is just kind of... <laughs> it's good. It, 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 yeah. It's... It, honestly, you know what? That's probably why they cast Cage in the sequel. Um, because they both have the very flippy hair. Uh, and there's your reference. Here's my reference. I did it. I didn't even make a good one. Uh. Yeah, Cage does have some very flippy hair, man. I want to see. I want to hook that guy up to a Tesla ball and just see what happens. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Nicholas Cage. I fucking love him. Nicholas Cage is extremely good. He's this... such a fuck out, but in the best way. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask hey, you about this because yeah, it was. Why am I so tired? It's <laughs> sorry. It's okay. It's been something. It's something I've been thinking about, and I want to ask. Uh, what did you think of the soundtrack to this? Because it's really important to this movie. It was. I feel like you notice soundtracks a lot more than I do when yeah. you watch movies, but, like, I I liked it. it. There was, like, some weird, like, rocky stuff near the end of the movie that I was like, this feels kind of out of place. Yeah, but... that's the one where I didn't really feel it. Um, but did you know that they tried to do, like, sing-along screenings of this? Oh. <laughs> Which I think would kill the fucking movie. Like, because the whole thing, I really like the soundtrack in this because well, it's yeah, so cause creepy. Yeah, because, like, cause like, I mean, because, like, you, you try and sing along and, like, fucking Dick Shit McIdiot two rows down from you is, like, completely off-tempo and off-key and, like... <laughs> You're never gonna please the Goddess of the Orchard that way, dude. He could never, he couldn't hold a note in a bucket of water. You think the Goddess of the Orchard is gonna be happy with that? He, he's gonna be playing the fool come next May Day. Oh, absolutely. Um, how much do we want to go into, like, his investigation here? Because it's kind of, like, there's some really creepy imagery that happens in it, but at the, for the most part, it's just kind of building his, like... Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of, like, small things that don't really, like... The, the plot is, like, not a lot of beats. It, it, it's, a, it's a very few short number of beats with a lot of, like, micro, micro, like, beats. Like, I... By Dre. That's, this week's episode is sponsored by Beats. By Dre. Damn. Go put them on your head. That's a good yeah, we got sponsor. The, we got the big money now, Andy. Fuck. Can't believe it. Getting also pissed. brought to you by also brought to you by Blue Apron. Ah! <laughs> I'm having an allergic reaction just thinking about podcast ads. Oh, someday we will get that sweet, sweet Blue Apron money. Uh Hey Blue Apron, you don't give enough money to pe- you don't give enough money to minority podcasters. Help fi- fix that. Donate to us. Um, remind me to mention something funny about this when we're off air. Oh please. Uh, you might have seen it already on my private Twitter, but it's I'm, real funny. I might. I, I don't think I did, but anyways, whatever. Um, we'll mention it later. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of small stuff that happens in this movie. Um, we get. A fuck. What happens? I'm sorry, my brain is no worries. We we just get a lot of like really small stuff that's kind of building the creep factor. And like the major plot stuff is how he goes to the island, how he tries to find Rowan. There's a lot of weird shit happening regarding Rowan. He go. There's a weird big ceremony that lasts 20 minutes. Someone gets their fursona's head cut off. Um, um, he does find out that she died. Like they tell. Yes, her. he does find that she died and she's buried in the ground. Uh, but he digs up her grave and there's a rabbit there's there. A rabbit in and there, they're like, and there's a tree with her umbilical cord tied to it that they kept that's very for when good. she was a baby. Yeah, there's a lot of like, like I said, th- this movie is incredibly like leaning into the pagan, uh, like like it's borrowing a lot of pagan beliefs, but like not. I I don't think these are actual ones. I. I, I, I'd have to do research on it, obviously, but like it's it, it's using the sort of um, 
aesthetic of of paganism in a way that like very much focuses around like life and rebirth in a really yeah. cool way. Yeah. You die you die as a man, you are reborn as the crops. You know that the Ah oh, fuck, I can't bring that up because it's about the remake. Damn it. <laughs> I will permit you another. I was just trying to cut down. I'm, I thought I was just trying to like make us not do the fucking it, oh the bees or how to get burned jokes. No, this is just to sort of mention like in this because I'm just mentioning it because that's most people's touchstone for this. I know a lot of people who have done like watches of the new one because it's so bad. Um, but the the in the in the remake they it's they're honey farmers. Um, but in this one, it's, like, actual crops, so that's why there's so much bee bullshit. It, that entire movie is a bad bee metaphor, the fucking remake, and this one is like, no, this is not that. This is all about religion. Go away. Uh, honey, honey farmer sounds like a, a thing you would say to, like, instead of, like, saying, like, hell fuck or something. Oh, okay, I was th- I thought you were going more, like, that's what you'd call, like... And agriculture, like like a like a uh, sort of rustic sugar baby. A, a what? You know, like the like the, the the recipient of a sugar daddy's affection. Oh yeah, that's not that's not bad. I like that actually. Yeah, like but like <laughs> or, or, you work or on a, a farm. bee or a bee or a bee. Yeah. I told this story before, but it never it never fails to amuse me. Have I told you? I I told the story of how uh, my friend once found Ty Lopez on a date on a sugar daddy dating website, right? Uh, I I think I've heard this. Yes. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll refrain from telling it again because it's I just never get tired of telling that one. Oh my god. God, yeah, Ty Lopez seducing me with your rented car with the e shirt with the fucking rent a car lo- label on the dashboard. <laughs> I'm here in my garage, uh, swiping on Tinder. I'm here in my garage, got this, uh, billionaire Warren Buffett here. God, fuck, ugh. So I never actually saw that in the wild, because I'm a fucking degenerate who uses an ad blocker for YouTube, because I hate YouTube. I mean, same, but I do get it, I do see them on my phone. Oh, true. Yeah, I guess. I get the wildest ads on my phone. Like, there's a golden corral, like, two miles from my girlfriend's house, and um, the I, whenever I would go over and spend the night at her house, I would and I would like watch something on my phone. Um, I would just like get this Golden Corral ad that was just like, "Buckle up your taste buds because we've got new seared brisket beef and we're gonna fucking put it in your mouth. Come down down to Golden Corral because you have no self esteem and we are gonna put food in front of you. Eat it, idiot. Buckle up, motherfucker. It's time to sit at the trough. It's time to slurp off the off the fucking conveyor belt of food that we have presented for you. You just go in. There's no furniture. It's just like a fucking slab of meat that's been barely seasoned and cooked to a cinder, sitting on the floor of this little in a room that's just got linoleum tile. And there's just a group of other people sitting cross-legged around it, grabbing handfuls and eating it. Oh, I mean that's how I spend my Saturdays. Uh, please fund my indie horror film, Indiegogo, about Golden Corral. Oh, I thought you were just saying your 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 indie horror movie is called Indiegogo. <laughs> that's uh, I mean, you know, that's that's my that's my low budget remake of Run Bolo Run. It's about a girl named Indy, and she has to run. Jesus. She has to go go. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. <sighs> so he. D- so Howie, like, eats the... Sh- he, like, kind of fucking eats the piss. He, 
he does kind of eat shit this entire movie. It's basically yeah. just people dancing fucking circles around him because, like, he he's not in on what's going on. Um, do, like, there's a there's like some stuff with him and the innkeeper's daughter. There's like this weird like. I don't know if it... Yeah, there is. I think he's supposed weird. to... I think she's supposed to be, like, a thing about temptation with him. Um, I'll be honest, I'm still not entirely sure what it is, so I might, like, look into that. Um, because it just kind of seemed to me, um, watching this, that, like, she was there to sort of help just drive home the fact that they are these sort of, like, hedonists. yeah. Um, Definitely. Um, shit. It works though. She's good. Yeah, it and, does. And, it does. And the two other people playing her because they've got one actress doing all the physical stuff, one actress voicing her regularly, and then another actress voicing her when she sings. Yeah. Um. So they, we get the, they they the the, the movie ends with Howie like trying to save Rowan and Rowan hey she's still alive and then he's like oh I'm gonna save you and he's wearing like a clown costume like fucking Pagliacci the fool I think it's specifically Punch from Punch and Judy that's right it is it is Punch it is Punch so Boo Boo the fool over here is like (laughs) oh Rowan I'm here to save you (laughs) and Rowan's like haha we've sprung the trap you were the you were the sacrifice not Rowan and he's like no I I didn't do the thing I I, you they'll make they'll make Lord Summer Isle the He'll, you'll have to be the sacrifice next year because this isn't going to work because I'm a Christian and pagan religion doesn't exist. And then they put him inside the giant burning man and do a shitload of acid and, like, torch him and then he, he dies. I fucking love that scene so much. It's one of my favorite, like, climaxes for a horror movie, if I'm being honest. It's really good. Like, it's with them all really singing good. while the sun sets and he's just reciting a... Um, I think he's reciting a psalm, like, angrily at, like, as he's, like, getting like as he prepares to die like he's scared shitless and all he can do is be like super indignant with his religion to these people that aren't listening Mm -hmm. um and then it just like ends on the sunset and i'm i'm such a fucking nerd for the way they like shot all of that like i'm i'm trying not to go like full like because i'm taking a film theory course right now so i'm trying not to be the most pretentious bitch in the world um But, like, there's just so many ways that they, like, drive home their their shit in that last scene, and it's... Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so, you want to... Is there anything in the movie that, like, springs out to you that you want to talk um, about? I'm, so, I'm sorry that I'm being a bad, like, host no, here. No, it's fine. I, it, my... This is a movie that I admittedly, like... Cause, so, I suggested we watch this because I'd seen it, like, years ago. This is one of the movies that I got into when I was getting into horror because it, I've heard it wasn't... I heard it was creepy, but not scary. Um, yeah. Because it's more of a mystery than anything. Um... Uh, so it had been years since I last saw it, and I, when I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, I hope this, like, this, this might be, like, a bit more, like, unlinear talking about it, because the plot is so, it's slow, but it works that it's slow. Yeah. Um, and I say yeah. that when this is a movie that clocks in under 90 minutes. Yeah. But, you know. It's, I mean. it's a very good slow. Yeah, it, it, it manages to build itself really well. I don't know, I'm, I mean, look, the things that stand out to me 
were the ending, which we talked about a bit, and like I really love the performances of Woodward and Christopher Lee. Um, I think we mentioned it while watching, like I mentioned it to you while we were watching. There's the scene when he first meets Lord Summerisle, and he's confronting him in the uh, in his estate, like in his house. Yeah. Um, and those two just have this like incredible dynamic of they both think they are right. And neither of them is going to budge an inch on that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of, like, part of the underlying thing with this movie is just the stubbornness of people who are so, like... I don't want to... I'm trying to think of, like, a nice way to say it, because I don't think that there is a, there needs to be a mean way to say it, but, like, almost indoctrinated to their beliefs... And that there's nothing wrong with having very strongly held beliefs. It is just this sort of, like, posturing that these two have um, that really, like, kind of drives home, one, the fact that when you watch this again and you know that how he's being played the whole time, how out of his element yeah. he is and how out of his depth he is, but also yeah. it really drives home how fucked this island is and how dangerous it, it is for people who aren't part of this belief system to be there yeah yeah um uh i've got nothing if you've got um, nothing else i got i'm t- i got i'm i'm out of no worries i think just another thing i wanted to i just remembered to keeping off of that is that there's very little violence in this movie until the end yes yes um, and there's the, the violence is it's very the violence mild. is someone gets burnt yeah it's like there's no on-screen violence other than, like... There's a part where you think someone's head get, gets cut off, but it's just their furry mask. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about the parade at all? It, it's a furry parade. <laughs> it, there's just a furry parade of people, like... It's, but they're wearing human clothes, so it's very Night in the Woods. Yeah, um, it's... Hmm. Oh, it was, I'm just it, thinking about Night in the Woods. It's a. I need to finish that game. I I post. I I, I someone asked me to come up with a flaw, like to list a flaw with Night in the Woods, and I said that May doesn't walk quickly enough. But I realized that the real flaw of it is that um, they don't have tails. <laughs> um, I stopped playing that a little while in because I one I was in a bad spot at the time and May was yeah. also it, when when you're playing as that character May who's come back from school after mental issues and you've done the exact same thing it can be a little too real yeah um let me just say avoid uh, bees bees uh bees story will r- ruin you yeah I'm 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 hoping to sit down and actually play some tonight um, but another, the other thing about it was that at the time, cause I was kind of angry about it, it felt like a, like nostalgia for a bad place in your life when yeah. I was already in that bad place. So I kind of had this like, no, I do. I do very much understand that. Yeah. I had this, like, I, I don't think it came from a bad place, any of the writing there, and I think it's way better now looking back at it, but at the time... Yeah, was... and it's definitely it's definitely intense. I think I think getting a little bit of a rise out of you for that, like, sentimentality is... I feel like that's kind of what it's going after, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think it's going to be a game that, honestly, I like way more, having had that anger to it, and then getting a little bit, like, digging myself out of the hole I was in and looking back at it now, because that is very yeah. much a movie that's about sort of, like, reminiscing on being kind of a shitty young adult. 
at least to me, it yeah. was like just like not even shitty in the way that like you're a bad person, but you're just like not doing well, and you're not good at being an adult. Yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um. So good, good he, game. Good game. Uh, they they should have had tails. I can't argue with it. I'd love to see Greg with a tail. <clears throat> oh my god, he it would just be wagging twenty four seven. He put cups on his tail. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god, that's so good to think about. Yeah. Okay, so questions. Here's one from at Sprite underscore underscore Pepsi. So the bees, huh? Well, there's my reference. I used it with a quote. To be fair, you're you're uh, you're reading that. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give it a pass. Okay. You, you know what? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, how about there? There weren't on. There was a beetle. In this a one. beetle. Yes. Do it spinning around the maypole. Um, this one from at Disgorging Head. Would you consider The Wicker Man to be a musical? The historical folk songs in the OST do so much to contribute to the unsettling atmosphere that I feel like it'd be an entirely different movie without them. I wouldn't say musical because I I don't think the song like they weren't the folk. I think that and the songs like for me a musical criteria is like if you just cut out the parts of people singing, is there still a followable yes. plot? And there that you there is still a followable plot, so this is not a musical. I wouldn't get mad at anyone who wanted to say it was a musical, but I wouldn't right, personally yeah, ca- I wouldn't, classify I wouldn't, it like that. But I do agree um, that it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same I movie mean, without the. I want to without the singing. The the remake, like this is me bringing up the remake, and I'm sorry, but one of the reasons why the remake I think didn't work was weirdly enough um, because it had such a different soundtrack. They didn't have all the singing and stuff, to my recollection. They actually yeah. had. Um, for any other Twin Peaks fans out there, Angelo Badalamenti, who composed the theme for Twin Peaks and does all the music for that, he did the theme, the, the, not the theme, he did the music for the remake of that movie. Um, and it just didn't work, which is weird for me to say, because I love his work, but it just it didn't work for me. The music to this is such an integral part of it, um, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Okay, uh, next question. Sorry. Um, I'm completely off of my own. I'm oh, I like this follow-up from the Scourging Head. Also, Lord Summer Isle turtleneck outfit, good or bad? Good. This motherfucker is on some fashion shit that more people need to be on. He shows up at one point in a cravat, looking like Edgeworth in a kilt. He shows up at another point, and the look we're specifically talking about right now is he's got a yellow, like, a bright yellow turtleneck under this, like, suit, like, this, like, nice jacket, but, like, you can still see the sleeves of his, uh, turtleneck, I think? Yeah. And he, it's just, with Christopher Lee's buckwild hair in this, it's, oh, it's very good. It's, he, it's a very good look. It's very 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, good looks. Uh, yo, if you don't have the whole base trypophobia thing, look up the King Zombies from Dead Rising 3, speaking of B-memes. Uh, I looked this up, it's bad to look at, and I don't recommend you do it. Um, I've already done it, and honestly, the, these look very dumb. They're bad to, I can see why they'd set off, like, if you do have tryptophobia, do not look at this, like, at all. Yeah. Like, don't. Uh, personally, I don't have that though, so I just kind of see an overdesigned thing. I mean, yeah, that's Dead Rising Three. I feel like for sure, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, that that got that gross. Yeah, it's bad to look at. 
Um, I guess that's the last of the questions. Um, I think um, we haven't done this in a while, and I feel really bad about it. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up the Patreon and go ahead and individually thank every member of our every every patron that we have on our Patreon. Um, in the meantime, Andy, do you have a recommendation this week? Yeah, I also need to think of mine. I do. Um, I so one of my favorite bands recently put out what is going to be their last album. Um, it's it's okay. Like the reason they're splitting up uh, is because of like creative differences, and the whole thing is like we don't want to hate each other, so we're gonna just focus on our other projects. Yeah. Um, but Donovan Wolfington just put out the album Waves, and it is really really good. Um, they do some stuff that they hadn't done in their past stuff because it is, they were like, well, we're never playing this live. So let's just like change genres at one point in the middle of the song. Um, yeah. but it's a really, it's a really fun album, uh, specifically the first track on it. If you're into, if you like that, I'd say you'd probably like the rest of their discography. Um, but yeah, Donovan Wolfington's new album Waves, it came out this past week and I am loving it. Yeah. All right. So here's here's what we got for our Patreon. So the patron supporters, uh, we want to thank you very much. Uh, Michael, Sophie, Paul, Catherine, Alex, Seda, Anne, Ivory, Saf, Fallon, Jenna, Lauren, Eva, and Cassidy. Thank you very much for your continued support of this garbage show. We very much appreciate you. Yay. I um what were you saying? I was gonna be like, should I say thank? Like, I want to thank them for supporting the show, but like, I'm not part of the. I'm I'm just a guest. Is that weird? Yeah, but you're. That's not weird. <laughs> thank you. Um, we uh, we'll be doing we'll be doing like the more of the Patreon vote and stuff, and you know, we'll always we I need to put up a new post for the messages to be put on. Um, but so yeah, thank you so much for supporting the show. If you want to help us out, Patreon.com/slash/fearbaiting. We will. We would love to have your support. And if you can't help us out there, uh, iTunes. So rate and review us on iTunes. We'll read the the review off if you put it there. Um, I need a recommendation this week. And what am I going to recommend? Oh shit! Fuck! I think I recommended Kaiji last week. I'm going to double check in case I didn't. I can recommend another thing. While you, if you need to think of something. Sure, go for it. Hey, read 20th Century Boys. It's the best manga I've ever read in my life. Um, and also make sure you read the 21st Century Boys follow-up, because that's technically just, like, another volume of it. Anyway, it's very good. If you like cult stuff, like this movie, there's some good cult stuff in there. I just noticed I haven't put, I haven't put recommendations in the, in the, 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 the show notes in a while. It's, listen, running a show by yourself is a lot. Yeah. Um... So I, oh God, I'm not gonna say kaiji because there's like a ninety percent chance that I did very much recommend it last time. Um, I'm gonna recommend. I know I, re- I know I have recommended this before, but um, it's free on PS Plus right now. So if you have a PlayStation and you've never played this game, get at it. Uh, Bloodborne, my absolute favorite game of all time. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, from From Software classic, absolutely the best game that they've done. Um, it's just an absolute... It's definitely not for everyone, but if it is your style of game remotely, I recommend checking it out. And even if you don't have PS Plus right now, like you can get the two-week free trial and just try the game out if you have a PS4. And I really recommend doing at least that because, good God, I don't. I have ADD out the ass, so I don't spend the kind, this kind of time on games, but I have about 160 hours in that game, and it's I still play it pretty much every month because it never stops being fun, and I'm really excited for whenever, if if and when they do a sequel to it. Let's do a fear-baiting episode on Bloodborne. Oh my god, I would love to. 
Uh, That's a bonus episode. Luna, we could do a three-hour episode on that. Trust me, because I got some thoughts about how good that game is. Oh, three hours? That's it? Minimum. Minimum. Um, but that's a good rec for okay. people who listen to the show, because, like, it's horror. It's really good horror. It's some of the best in games, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm, I'm co-signing the thing. The thing is that, like, the game itself isn't really that, like, the, the atmosphere itself is kind of creepy and unsettling and dread-inducing, but I wouldn't really say it's, like, super-duper scary. It, What's scary about it is the traditional, like, what makes from software games scary. Like, some, like, you walk into a dark corridor and there's something around the corner that you really can't see quite well or like something drops down from the ceiling and like that is just one of the most like boot quaking moments in the entire game there there's mo there's like a moment in the forest i remember when you see a creature that probably should that shouldn't be there i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it but i think you probably know what i'm talking about uh they're very blue and shiny oh god yeah okay that's a terrifying scene that rules yeah that's Oh my god, that's such a good scene. Right, that, I wasn't—I forgot that's the forest, because that's like after you fight the boss in the forest. Yeah, it's like it's like right around Snake Town. Yeah, well, no, it's 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 in between Berg, it's in between it's in between the bosses and Bergen. We might be thinking of different things, then. Um, uh, hold on, I'm gonna DM you just to see what we're talking about here. It's. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we are Isn't talking that, about the same I, thing. I, think, I remember seeing I that, that in a, an earlier spot. But maybe weird, I'm wrong. I, You've played it way more than me, so I'm willing to believe you. I haven't played it. To be fair, a most a lot of my playthroughs do kind of peter out at the Forbidden Woods, because God, what a fucking terrible area. Uh, what area? The Forbidden Woods. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't mind it so but, much, but I definitely get the hate. The area that always fucked with me the most was the... Um, outside the, like, haunted castle you go to. Oh, Castle Canehurst. That's easily the best... What, that's oh, easily the best... Once you get inside Canehurst, it rules. But right outside it, I got there way before I should have been, and I got my oh, those, pants pressed. Okay, yeah, those, those bloodsuckers are terrifying. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, that game is actually pretty scary now that I think about there is, it. There, like, that game nails it because it has... We're just doing... This is a little addendum to the episode. You get our Bloodborne minicast. Um, yeah. That game nails horror so well because it has this very early horror, like, Victorian-era, um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Penny yeah, Dreadful type shit going on. And then there's stuff that doesn't fit. And when that stuff doesn't fit, it's so fucking freaky... Yeah, um, Kanehurst is a really good example of that because it's the only place that's actually haunted. God, Kanehurst is such a good place. Kanehurst is Kanehurst is magical. That game rules so much. Yeah, next time I do a complete playthrough, I'm gonna next next time I finish a complete playthrough, I will uh, get at you and um, uh, the, I will get at you and we will do yeah. a Bloodborne bonus cast. Maybe maybe if we maybe if they announce a sequel, we can do it as a special event then too. Oh, I'm gonna do it either. I'm either gonna do way, either, either way. way, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, oh, 100. To quote my good friend Mike, the die has been cast. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to replay the entirety of the old Hunters DLC. Too. I haven't. I've uh, never played it. It's hard because uh, it, it came out when I was. Uh, I didn't have a job, so I couldn't afford it. Yeah. So. It's good. I, I've it's heard. Really I've good. Heard. I like. I've heard. It's just. It's just like wild hard. Those bosses. Yeah. Ugh. I still Anyways. never be beat uh, the. Um, wait, that boss is a spoiler. Never mind. That's a big spoiler. 
<laughs> Are we talking about the the super end game boss? The, there's an end game boss that is reminiscent of the things we were talking about earlier. Oh, is it the white one? Yeah, yeah, I'm that not, boss is. Hard. I never beat her. She's hard. I had. Yeah. To, I, that's the only boss I've ever. I had to summon for. Um, I think I had to summon for. I summoned for the guy that you get the katana off of, not an actual boss. Like, oh my! I mean, that guy's hard. I got that my. I got really my friend hard. to come and help me with that because I was like, I can't beat this, but I want a cool sword. Yeah. Anyway. I, it took me forever to beat that. Anyway, so that's Bloodborne. Um, if you want to find me, you can check me out uh, on my uh, other podcast. Uh, at uh, the one, You can check me on the, on the Wonder Years, where we're looking at the TV show Animorphs. And the, um, the we, we normally look at the books, but we're doing the TV show now. Um, and you can also check me out, and Andy as well, occasionally, on uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which is a leftism podcast and also not a threat, just a stone-cold fact. It's a fun um, community. Yeah. Join our pa- join our Discord and support us on Patreon over there too. Give us money, please. Um, you can check. Uh, you can also check me out uh, on Twitter at Chie Shadonaka or Tumblr Chie Satonakas. Um, you can find the show Fear Baiting uh, on Twitter and Tumblr, and g- at, at Gmail as well. Um, and you can check me out on the shows I guested on, which I know I've mentioned a couple times. This is the last time I'm probably going to do it. Uh, the in, Pers- in pursuit of passions. And, um, uh, bu- 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 what's your persona? And warning, the explicit tag on those is well earned. My ass is kind of hanging out entirely. Oh, um, I know the ho- the host of What's Your Persona. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good, it's a good show. Yeah, I've, he- I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Andy, where can people find you? So, I'm taking, I don't know if it's, how permanent this break is, but I'm off Twitter right now, um, but that's basically all that I do there is retweet the things that I'm on. You can so that's Captain Trash. Don't bother with it. Uh, but please follow Emoji Drome on Twitter. It's a new podcast I've started with my friend Ryan, where we look at the variants of different emojis, and it goes some places. The latest episode uh, we looked at the upcoming Emoji 11.0, and there's a lot of there, there's a foot emoji in that batch. So is that the one? Is that the one where you have the bottom emoji? That has the bottoming emoji. That has the foot emoji. <laughs> It ha- it is so fucking horny. Um, the the I'll, I'll, my tease for that episode is this quote from me is so for you're saying for once it's the toes that suck. Um, <laughs> I hate you. It's, it's I I'm pretty proud of that show. Um, of course you can also find me at Friends of the Table. We're doing Twilight Mirage right now. We also have Patreon over there. That's uh, Friends underscore Table on Twitter and Friends at the Table dot net. Um, that's also available on iTunes. Emojidrome isn't yet, but we're hoping to have it up there soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and also videogamechoochoo.com. Uh, I'm a video editor over there and producer. Um, we just put up a new podcast episode as well, and I think I we did a we looked at some new Fable game on video that I edited. That's pretty much all I can remember right now. Uh, okay, it was like Hearthstone but Fable. Oh, eh. was it Gwent? No, it's called Fable Fortune. Okay, that sounds weird. You Anyways, can watch the video on videogameteachu.com. Uh, I'm tired and I need to take a shower. Um, yeah, this has been Fear Bidding. Everyone will be back again. Oh, um, next week is going to be a little bit weird because I'm going to Canada this weekend and Andy and I are going to hang out. We're going to take some pictures. Hey. It's going to be sick as hell. Um, I'm going to be, you can check me out. Um, I'm going to be doing a speed run of Cuphead for a marathon and I just hope I really don't embarrass myself. I'll be tweeting the link all over the place when I'm actually about to go live, but it's the, uh, it's the Games Finished Adequately number 12 at EGLX in Toronto, Canada. 
So if you by any chance happen to be there, come check it out. Um, and I'll like I said, I'll tweet the link and everything. Oh, yeah. So and next week's gonna, next week's going to be a little bit weird to get because I'm not going to be back until like pretty late on Sunday, and I'm really not going to have a chance to record because I'm going to be you know doing things in Canada, and the rest of my week is super busy because I have to work a lot of hours on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, make up for the fact that I'm gone from Thursday onwards. But we will probably have an episode at the very latest, like by Tuesday of next week. So it's just going to be it's just going to be hung out a little bit. So thanks for be, thanks for being with us. Um, we're going to have a live, uh, we're going to have a face-to-face -face recording of The Wonder Years, which I'm super excited oh, about. So tune into man. that this Friday if, you're, if you listen to that. Um, and that's going to do it. We'll see you in about eight days. Um, until then, uh, I'm Lulu. I'm Andy. And, and remember, you can put a fuck-up guy anywhere, including a wicker man. I was going to say that. All right, good night, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.